This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Build a Better Us podcast. I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this podcast is an awesome podcast that's about life development. It's about relationships. It's about spirituality, faith. It's about uh, just being the best you can be, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're here to kind of encourage you, boys, girls, women, men, whoever you may be, to live the best life you possibly can live so that you can be who you need to be, right? What's the tagline you like to use? Absolutely. Helping you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Come on, man. If you ain't right, we can't be right, right? Yeah, yeah. We're a village out here, man. We are a tribe. And we just want to kick off this first show, kind of give you an idea of what direction we're going to go in, give you some ideas about who we are, what we do, why we do what we do, who we are in terms of like, why are we qualified? Who is you? Nobody. Right? (laughs) Why would anybody listen to you and have to care about what you say and so hopefully as we rattle off our credentials and our expertise and what we've been doing in life you got credentials i mean I, you know what i'm saying I, I got i got papers okay. you know what i'm saying okay. I, <laughs> I have a, a few letters after my name i need to get a couple more yeah. but the streets know me yeah the streets know me. you know what i'm saying those are my, my main credentials school of hard knocks right yeah, all right yeah, yeah. my daughter ignores me and she act like i'm a sucker but outside <laughs> of that people generally respect me on, on some level you know what i'm saying uh yeah. all right so basically today's episode is kind of an introduction and kind of helping people understand like direction stuff, yeah. life stuff, when they need to re- reevaluate what they got going on, building good habits, making sure they're always in a process of just looking through the lens of change, habit formation and worldview and really seeing from our examples and where our life has gone and where or it's failures. going. Or failures. Or failures. <laughs> yeah. there, there's always the fails. Tons of failures. Uh, one day I'm going to write a book called Fail Well. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How to oh, fail yeah. well. You, you just mess up, dust yourself off. Pretend like you meant to do that, you know what I'm saying, and keep on pushing. Yeah. Uh, but we want to make sure that we're open and we're honest and we're making sure that folks understand, like, hey, we're real people. Yeah. Uh, we've broken out of some shells. Yeah. Uh, we've we've kind of breaking free of certain shackles. Uh, you know, sometimes we offend, but it's all out of love. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. if you don't, you know, like Cardi B say, if I see you and I don't speak... <laughs> <laughs> then you then you know to keep moving. <laughs> you know to keep it moving, man, yeah. right? But our goal is to be all things to all people as much as possible. Um, so we hope that you find a place in our podcast. Yeah, all absolutely. Right. Sir, absolutely. so tell me a little bit about you, man. Yeah, so my name is BJ Thompson. Uh, I am a Dallas native, not a Cowboy fan uh, or a hater. <laughs> um, neutral Dallas. Yeah, I'm neutral. That, I'm a neutral. Possible? It is possible. Okay, you did it. Yeah, I'm possible. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'm breaking out of a shell on you. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I am married to my wife, Vanja, of 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three children, 13, 9, 7 years old. Undergrad, I went to the University of North Texas. And um, while I was there, I was a part of a faith community. Mm-hmm. And we birthed something called the 116 Movement. Mm-hmm. Some friends of mine, um, a guy named Tadashi, mm-hmm. 
a guy named Shel Baraka mm-hmm. um, and a guy named McCray. These guys, they sound familiar. Yeah, they sound oh, decently yeah. familiar. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So travel with those guys. Mm-hmm. They're extremely talented in music and art. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm the only <laughs> person in my crew yeah. with no skills there. All right. But found passion to help people grow and develop and to be able to connect to leaders and regular people in meaningful ways and kind of found my gift traveling with those guys. Um, While there, married, had a kid, um, and I'll get more into my failures here shortly, (laughs) um, but just realized quickly I I was married and didn't know how to be married, Um, didn't really have a true understanding of that. And out of the pain and even just kind of the rebuilding of some of that, um, we started an organization called Build a Better Us, um, which is a um, development organization that helps both individuals and couples become the best themselves, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Also, just one other thing, um, I serve alongside with the Navigators at Morehouse College and do a lot of development stuff there. So, yeah, honored to be here, right. uh, especially in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so. and you're doing some life coaching and stuff now, too? All that, like, yeah, life okay. coaching, yeah. itinerant speaking, mm-hmm. all that, absolutely. Itinerant, bruh, like these big words. Big words. I'm like, I had itinerant. to check my yeah, what is SAT score. Yeah. Uh, itinerant. All right, well, hey, man. I couldn't spell itinerant, but I can say <laughs> itinerant. <laughs> That's all that matters, man. It's like yeah. a spelling test. Once you get out spell of, it. I don't even know if spelling matters in college, but once you get out of high it school, spell it, it's like, yeah. Yeah, spell check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm correct, yeah, yeah. It's no. counting. I can count five, tens, hundreds, fifties. You know what I'm saying? All that extra math and geometry. I don't need that. Help me count this money. Yeah, no, we don't right. need. Yeah, right. tell us more about yourself. Well, I'm John Parker. Um, currently, I am an associate level licensed uh, therapist here in the state of Georgia. Hopefully, by October, I'll be fully licensed in the state, which doesn't mean anything anywhere else. But I put mm. in my dues here in Georgia. Pass on my exams. I'm making it happen. Um, my degree is uh, in marriage and family therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduated from a small college here in Georgia. My undergrad was UC Berkeley. So I'm a little crazy. Um, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, the school did its job. You know, there it's the type of institution that says, look to your left, look to your right, and in one week you won't see that person. And that's the first day of class. So they, they kind of pride themselves in weeding people out. You know what I'm saying? Just sifting the chaff and the mm. wheat. I don't know if I'm wheat or chaff, but I made it out of there. I, a super senior took me five years, but I did my thing. You know chaff wheat. I'm, <laughs> I'm a blend. You know what I'm saying? I'm gluten out here. <laughs> I'm a GMO, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to make it, man. Uh, and I'm a father of two. I have a two-year-old, almost two and a half. My daughter, um, I got a nine-month-old son. So I haven't been married 15 years. You must have started when you was 12, man. You look like yeah. you're, you're, you're 15, man. It don't so, crack, you know man. What I'm yeah, don't crack. Yeah. That's, that's what I like about this melanin situation, man. It don't crack. Yeah, man, melanin. Right? It don't crack. So yeah. I, got, I got a long time to catch up to you. Um, but I think our combined experiences, wins and losses, will kind of be beneficial to the folks listening. Absolutely. Um, outside of that, man, I'm just I'm just a regular dude. I, I know the guys you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, I used to call myself professional sidekick. Yeah. Because uh, I kick it with all those dudes. What is a professional sidekick? Man, it's like you get all the benefits of 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 being around. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But you don't necessarily have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like. Uh, <laughs> yep. You kind of like uh, squatting, kind of yeah, on yeah. reputation. That's it. You know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, you kick away. I do. You're a reputation squatter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're a wedding crasher. Right. Okay. But it, there was a point in time where I actually was getting paid for my efforts. Right. Okay. So I used to work for Reach. I was a road manager, uh, engineered the album. Uh, almost got. I was Grammy nominated. You know what I'm saying? Was road managing for both shows. The crack. You know. So I, I did. I earned my dues. Yeah. But sometimes you just get to kick it. They're like, Hey, I'm going on tour. Come get on the bus. I will. Hey, family, I will return. But just know when I return, you all will be better. I don't know how. I just need you to believe in me. 
You talk about the fails, right? Like yeah. explain to your to your wife while you've been gone all weekend, and they yeah. came back with no money. Oh yeah. Oh, you was having fun with your friends? No, I was working. I was working. Um, I, I had to move some bags here and there. Oh wow. I had to make sure everybody was safe uh, when they slept. <laughs> <laughs> it was some things I had to do, man. I was working. Trust me. I just don't have a check right now. I was depositing <laughs> into the friendship yeah, bank, into your bank, into yeah. the homie bank, yeah, uh, sidekick yeah. bank, the sidekick <laughs> bank. Yeah, you gotta make some deposits. That's that, man. Yeah. So maybe somebody will see me one day, but like, oh, you was that dude I saw in that one picture. Oh yeah, but oh boy, oh you must know what you're talking about. <laughs> of course I do, cause I, cause of the people I kick it with. And how this thing works, man. Like people just know you because of your association. They just assume that you got it going on, right? That's funny. So let's try not to be that guy. Yeah. Right? If you're listening, yeah, don't, professional. Don't. It's, it has its perks, but I want you to be a professional, professional, not just professional sidekick. I mean, that kind of brings us to what we're talking about today, yeah. right? So on this podcast, our goal is to keep it short and sweet, simple to the point. Uh, we could go on and on. We could talk for days, but that yeah. just gives us more fuel for other podcasts. Yeah. Right. So don't feel rushed. Just know when we get in, we getting in, we getting out. You know what I'm saying? This dude got to get on planes and trains. I got diapers to change. That's so right. We gonna give you all the nuggets and things and strings. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and keep it moving. All right. So we jump into this first thing. With our first show, we kind of thought about all right, what nuggets can we give the people? Yeah. To off the bat understand, like yo, this life, this country, this world, stuff that's going on, man. If you're not in a state of growth, if you're not developing, if you're not learning. You're stale and you're stagnant. And the problem is you might not even realize that's a, that's going on. Yeah. Right? And so for this first piece, we're talking through, all right, when do you know, how do you know that it's time to reevaluate what you have going on in life? What, at what point do you say to yourself, yo, um, I'm not living up to my potential. There's some things that I could push further in. There's some mm-hmm. things that I can unlock. There's, there's ways of being and ways of doing that I can't actually uh, progress in. The unfortunate piece is oftentimes you don't know. Absolutely. Right? And oftentimes it's hindsight or somebody comes alongside you and say, hey, bro, like, I think you're tripping. Um, you could be doing a lot more. You could be doing a lot better. Wow. Sometimes it might be your wife. Might have been mine a couple times. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just giving examples. Um, that That's the help, mate. That is the help, mate. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate yeah. your Holy Spirit. You my Holy me. Spirit today? Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank all right. You. Get Thanks up out of bed. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sleep in until 12 and play video games. Oh, all right, cool. There's a family that needs to be supported. All right, I got you. So the idea is like, all right, you may have some personal revelation. You may have some outside force. But oftentimes you might just be sleeping and slumbering and don't even know it. So we want to share some stories with you of the times in our lives when mm. some reevaluation took place, should have taken place, needed to take place, did take place. You know, I don't really have a lot of times of failure, man. I, I mean, I pretty much showed up like this. I get it. Yeah, I get it, man. Yeah. I woke up like this. Yeah, I woke up like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had a few times that, that just kind of came to mind. I jotted a few down mm-hmm. of just kind of going through the motions, thinking things were all good, mm-hmm. and men really forced me to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I just remember being 18, 19 years old and, you know, trying to configure my life, looking at the greatest priorities being status, notoriety, attention, mm-hmm. and, you know, my connection with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And that really just kind of became the the driving mm-hmm. force of everything in my life. You know, if I was doing it, it was so I could get more attention right, and more. Right. Come on, man. More ladies. Uh, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was doing it for those yeah. reasons. And it wasn't until my freshman year um, of college that I really began to see my life crumble. Mm. Um, I saw all the things that I endeavored to be and to pursue all become ashes in my fingers. Mm. And I think it was for the first time in my life I had to reevaluate not just my physical life, 
but my spiritual reality, mm-hmm. right? And it just showed me that the glue or whatever I was using to hold together these pieces, mm-hmm. they weren't durable enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I needed to seriously reevaluate not just my reverence for a most high, but my relationship. And truthfully, that's where my relationship with you know the most high began was, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I need a thing called grace Mm. to help me through this um, and it awakened me. But it was through all the failures Mm -hmm. that I I was not only had to reevaluate it, but I realized that I needed to start the journey of doing so. So, yeah. What about you? What are some? Uh, I think, yeah, I'm with you. I I realized that I can't say it as eloquently as you. Um, What's the word you use? I don't uh, remember. Okay. okay. (laughs) Itinerate. Itinerate. I I have some degenerate in me. Degenerate works. The itinerate I'm working on. But I think for me, same thing, right? So I'm in college. Up until this point, this is, uh, I was 19. So this is my junior year because I was yeah I was a year early in school so had just been living life doing what I do and I just noticed a pattern of like destruction so all the stuff that I did even as a kid I never got satisfaction out of doing wrong mm-hmm. like in the moment it was like oh I got away with it or this was cool or look at what I did and now people think I'm whatever but it would leave very shortly thereafter like I never would, could just revel in my shenanigans or whatever right and so at 19 things kind of just hit their peak I was ready to just throw my life away and make some decisions that weren't beneficial. Good. For my We're future. just going to keep it there. Yeah, yeah that's it. Keep it. You know, that. incrimination, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't, Yo Gotti said, I don't sign no papers, man. I don't, there's, there's nothing that I need to tell anyone. I have nothing to say. I don't what? Who? I wasn't there. I don't know what right? you're talking about. So I'm just on the verge of making terrible decisions. <laughs> Good. Right? Um, and at that point, I kind of realized like, hey, I need to do something different in my life. I need to go in a direction opposite, like completely opposite of where I'm going now. And the only thing I knew really was uh, was church. I mean, I grew up in that environment or whatever. And so for me, it was one of those things where my spirit man was dead, dying in a grave, terrible. Uh, my personal relationships with people were kind of failing. Things were kind of falling apart. And at 19 years old, I just realized, man, I'm in college to learn, to be a better person, to grow. And I'm out here doing dumb stuff. That's the PG version. I'm out here doing dumb stuff. We need the PG version for the kids. You know what I'm saying? For the kids, man. And so I was just like, man, it it took me some like serious. Yeah, it was it was just dumb. So it took me some serious reevaluation and trying to figure out what do I need to do. And at that point in time, the only thing I knew was like my soul is wrong. Mm. (laughs) Like you know the 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 core of who I am, what I want to be, what I want to do. I'm not able to be who I am. And I was in this conundrum in this position where I didn't understand what where this this uh, I don't know this this pool or this tug was coming from and what the problem was. And so I can probably go back now and say what was going on. But at the time, I just didn't know. And I decided that, hey, right now, I need to be different than the people that I hang out with. And I don't know what direction I need to go in. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking through, you know, we're talking about how do you know? I didn't really know what I needed to do per se. I just knew what was wrong. Wow. And the only hope that I knew at the time was to turn to the cross because mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, it was a moral dilemma. It was spiritual stuff that was going on yeah. that I wanted to correct. Yeah. You know, that was kind of my first thing. What What about you? What was your, what was your next step after that? Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I think that's that was my spiritual life. And so mm-hmm. I believe that once my soul was right, it was good. Man, mm-hmm. I had been holding out for so long mm-hmm. and resisting the soul change that I was like, man, I'm good now. Mm-hmm. I got peace. I'm, yeah. I'm good. You know, life going to work itself out. Mm-hmm. And... um. 
you know, immediately a lot of my habits with the ladies really began to come front and center again. And, yo, I was like, yo, I need to get me a a spiritual woman now. (laughs) I'm a spiritual man. I need a spiritual woman. And I assumed that because of the sincerity of my transformation and new affections, right, it would just all smooth itself out. Man, start dating, you know, my girlfriend, now wife. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, like, that's an understatement. Like, our relationship was terrible, man. You know, she was leading me. I was a brand new to this faith. Mm. She's teaching me and leading me. Mm. We arguing every day, immature, but we loved each other. Mm. And I think that's kind of when I realized, man, I don't know if I know what I'm doing. Mm. Got to the marriage because, you know, somebody... Um, said you either gonna break up with her or marry her mm-hmm. when I was twenty years old. Mm-hmm. When her daddy was it? No, it okay. wasn't a father. Shotgun yeah, okay. shotgun. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. something like that, mm-hmm. right? And so I said, you know what? I'm just gonna get engaged. We just gonna get engaged because I don't see any reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good reason for us to yeah. break up, right? Right. And again, I mean, a lot of you know opposition mm-hmm. to that relationship, mm-hmm. and I just said, man, listen. If we can just get to the altar Mm -hmm. and get to the honeymoon, Mm -hmm. it'll all smooth itself out. (laughs) 20-year-old logic. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's 20-year-old logic. Oh, yeah. It just all makes sense. (laughs) Honeymoon. Yeah, yeah. The magic key to all relationships. Yeah. Got to the altar, Mm -hmm. said I do, and it was like my world sank in. Mm. So if you asking me revelatory, what did I experience? I realized that marriage didn't fix relational immaturity, mm-hmm. spiritual immaturity, mm-hmm. professional immaturity, emotional immaturity. Mm-hmm. It only revealed it at a much intense level where it was inescapable at that point. And that's when I knew I needed to do something very different. My entire relational development for the first time was exposed and it left me almost shattered as a human being. So, yeah, that was one of the next moments for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're going to have different marriage stories because I didn't get married until I was 31. Oh, so okay. Gotcha. I, I, I was, you had a you know, good decade on I me. I mean, I was just, just a perpetual bachelor. Like, it was just a thing, right? So, I think for me, my next revelation was kind of um, reevaluation period was about 25, 26 years old, right? The church that I ended up becoming a member of at that pivotal point in life where I realized my soul was tired and I need to do something different. Yeah. I didn't have any way of knowing that it wasn't the people, it wasn't the building, it wasn't the songs, it wasn't the preaching, it wasn't the pastor that was changing who I was, that was changing my spirit, man, that was changing my way of thinking, that was changing my worldview. I didn't know it was the word of God. I didn't know it was God himself. So I put a lot of eggs in the basket of it's these people in this environment. I think I might have been in a cult. I'm pretty sure. With, you if, were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I... Big jug of Kool-Aid. Like that, that's like, why do we got this Kool-Aid right. every day? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't know if it was the birthday. I want communion, not Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's sweet. It's good. <laughs> I, you know, but it, it's something ain't right. And it's funny because I think it was uh, probably my Berkeley education, maybe be, living in California and being from the West Coast. But I just started to question things and started to think through things, started reading the Bible for myself and started investigating. And, and, and then you get the labels of being a rebel and this and that and a rebel rouser and you just can't do what you're supposed to do. But my questions and my thoughts and my, and my line of thinking and seeing things not lining up with scripture kind of put me in a place where like, man, I've been in this environment for six, seven years, right? 
community hasn't changed. All my friends are isolated and ostracized from me because they teach me everybody's an evil center and only people that matter are the people in this building, right? And so I let all those personal relationships go. My best friend growing up moved up to the Bay. He went to Stanford. I was in, you know, at Berkeley. I didn't see him for the whole two or three years. He was there maybe once or twice. This is the dude that ended up being the best man at a wedding. God kind of healed that relationship. But at the time, like, yo, I grew up with you. You move five minutes from me and I don't see you because this church got me on some other stuff, right? And so things just started clicking in my mind. And, and I think just one day, just God in his grace was like, yo, hey, let me pull back this blinder a little bit. Let me take this Kool-Aid out of your hand and help you see this environment that you're in and realize that it's toxic. So he told me, put the cup down. Put, the cup, me, put, the, put the cup t- down. Time back to sober away. Up. Right. You're up there. <laughs> back away from the cup. Bruh, you, you've, been, you've been drinking too long. Sober up. Wow. And I sobered up and I realized, like, man, like, this life I thought I was living, you know, I'm in a pulpit, you know, young adult leader, da-da-da-da-da, you know, youth pastor, all this other stuff. But, like, on the inside, I was still terrible. I was the same dude. I dated terribly. At this church, you couldn't have a girlfriend openly, so I'm sneaking to doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just all this dirt. Again, maybe it wasn't the type of dirt I was doing in college, but it was just still impure things and morale. And, you know, just living a lifestyle that was contrary, contrary to what I was supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And so I realized, like, man, like, I got to do something different. Yeah. I mean, one day this girl spent the night, and my homeboy was coming over to visit some of my roommates. He's like, oh, man, what you about to do? I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to go witnessing. da 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 tell me about Jesus. He was like, oh, but you just had ogre. And I was like, oh. Oh, shoot, I guess I guess you're right. Oh, you're right. You got me. <laughs> I think you just called me a hypocrite. And then it was that moment I realized, like, yo, I got to do something different. Like, yo, I'm, wow. I'm out here bad. The homies that don't want nothing to do with Jesus see what I'm doing. And they're like, yeah, this dude is tripping. I didn't even in my brain realize what was going on. Wow. And so it was just that at that moment, again, in hindsight, I can say, oh, this was a, 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 a turning point. But at the time, I just it was another reevaluation period. Like, what am I doing? That's good. I'm doing something wrong. That's good. And I decided to hit a different trajectory. That's good. I think yeah. it's important for our audience to know that these are just some of the reevaluation. Yeah. yeah. I'm having them every week. Yeah, come on, bro. I probably have a reevaluation <laughs> once a month. Right, right. I I'm like, it last night. Yeah, you know what? I'm yeah. messing up right, right. now. Mm-hmm. I need to reevaluate yeah. this yeah. thing. Yeah. I, and I think it's important for them to know, our audience and our listeners to know, man, part of the journey of growth is being able to recognize when you're in a reevaluation phase. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can miss it. It's mm-hmm. right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you just continue on despite whatever has come. And it's a perfect time to pause to ask, man, what is it that I need to be redirecting, mm-hmm. redefining, mm-hmm. regrowing in? This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow. We believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. One last pivotal mm. um, moment of reevaluation for me didn't come in a form of relationship with my spiritual life. It came in a form of my career. Mm. And I grew up with the narrative of 
go to school, work hard, get good grades, mm-hmm. get your diploma, go to college and get a good career. Mm-hmm. I did decent in high school, mm-hmm. barely passed, you know, grad undergrad mm-hmm. uh, by the skin of my teeth and the mm-hmm. grace of God, mm-hmm. right? But when I say career development, man, I just had no idea. Mm-hmm. Man, I wanted to be a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I was going to be a... Um, for one moment, I was selling Kirby vacuums for a go. second. Yeah, I know the yeah. Kirby life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. PE teacher, mm-hmm. you know, uh, preacher. Uh, I mean, I, I had like at least seven mm. career fields. Oh, yeah. You was Jamaican in this thing. Bro. I was. Yeah. You know, shout out to mm-hmm. our Caribbean brothers, That's it. right? They work hard, and bro. anybody that got a hustle, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for me, you know, one of the reasons why I was forced to reevaluate was because at that time. I finished undergraduate with a wife at that time, about two, three years. We've been married for about mm-hmm. three years. And I had a young daughter. It hit me one day. I was working at this um, job. And, you know, I had left. I was going back and forth with school. And I was just reflecting on the life of my father who had to struggle because he left um, school early, given, you know, some life circumstances. And I just kept thinking, man, I have to provide for my daughter. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And here I am, need to build a career, and I got all the student debt, and I'm supposed to go out here, and this thing's supposed to work itself out. And it just hit me, man, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to do something mm-hmm. different. Then mm-hmm. it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I got tons of student debt, tons of student loans, and I got two people at the moment who are completely depending on me to be decisive. And here I am, married with a child, and don't know what I'm doing. So, yeah, that was one of the other major revelatory points for me. Yeah. I think for me, and wrapping that up, 31 and 35. So 31, I got married. um, And 35, I had my first child. And I think for me, being the only child, these are the moments that I think God was really able to grasp my attention. Because when you're only child, you just move. You just do what you do. You just make you in and out. Bang, bang, bang. You make stuff happen. But like you're saying, when you're responsible for another person, and then when you're responsible for another human life, and then I had another one responsible for another human life, it's kind of like, oh, shoot, what am I doing? Right? Am I carrying my weight? Am I, I was telling you a pre-show, a story about my, my wife's grandfather selling cotton to put his children, 16 of them, through college, right? And I had a moment. Mm, I don't know, 16, I thought it was two. Oh, no, no, it was 16, brother. <laughs> was, he was selling a lot of cotton. He sold all the cotton. I thought it was two. <laughs> all the cotton that came out of Tyler, Texas was on him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had a lock on the market, my man. Oh, no, it was 16 of them bad boys, right? So the idea is like, yeah, hey, like things got to happen, work got to get done. And for me, I've always been on chill mode, like, oh. Things will come when they come. Things will happen. Hmm. But when you get married, live with roommates, boom. Leave the country, left the country for a little while, live done her own, get back to the country, live with roommates again, live with in-laws, da-da-da-da-da. You get to a point like, yo, like, it was about saving money, but at this point, it's just about comfort, hmm. you know, and doing things that are easy for me because it doesn't stretch me. Because hmm. I ain't got to sell cotton. Ain't never been that time. It ain't, ain't never been that time. I ain't never been that, you know, in a position where I, hey, just chill. But now I'm like, yo, I got to sell this cotton, bro. <laughs> because right now, babies got to eat. Diapers got to be bought. You know what I'm saying? My wife expects certain things. She's a doctor, so it's built in life for her. She got a PhD in bioengineering. So she's already paid and made, right? So I'm like, not only do I have the pressure of like, 
keeping up on a social level, which I don't really feel the pressure, but it's just the idea like, yo, if I'm, if, if something happens and she stops working and it's all on me as a therapist, bro, I got to do what I got to do. And right now, therapist life is like a barber. Mm. People may show up, they may not. People sit in your chair, they don't, you know, whatever that looks like. And so for me, at the, at those pivotal points, getting married, seeing what life is, having children, seeing what life is, I realized like this, these were real evaluation periods where I knew yeah. it was time to reevaluate because yeah. what I was doing and the direction I was going in wasn't made for two. It wasn't made for three. It wasn't made for more. It was for four. It was made for one. And that's not a life. You can't live a, a made-for-one life when you're married, when you have children. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so for me, that kind of put us in the wave of the last part of our conversation of realizing what it takes to actually reevaluate things. Yeah. What it takes to be intentional about reevaluation. We gave you a brief synopsis of life circumstances and situations that pushed us into re, you know, evaluation mode, right? Yeah. Um, had we had the right mentors or had we had different people in our life, maybe they would have given us the game we bought. Or about to build give a better us podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So we so- wouldn't have gone. <laughs> Five, seven years of the same trauma. Yeah, yeah. So this is somebody else's fault. So because of that, we giving y'all what y'all need. That's right. Right? We want to write the ship. You know what I'm saying? And so with that, we had two thoughts we were thinking about. We're talking about habit change, worldview change. Yeah. Give me a little something about that. Yeah. So I would just say, you know, during this time of reevaluation, sometimes you have bumps, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Where it just kind of pause you and they give you, you know, cause for, you know, put your attention just a little bit towards Mm -hmm. something. Sometimes you have an all-out crash circumstantially. And I think for me, I've learned to pay attention to the bumps before they become a crash. Mm-hmm. One of the worldview shifts that I've had is life left alone is will lead itself to dysfunction, not to productiveness. True. And so that it's not just one aspect of my life, right? Because coming from the background I came from, the strong, catechized Christian perspective I was taught everything is spiritual. Everything is this. And and though it is, man, there was tons of areas of my life that needed to be tended to. Man, I had no personal development. My professional development was terrible. I had no emotional intelligence. I didn't have any relational health. And so the first thing I would say is you want comprehensive, holistic health, not uh, individual specific area health, Right. And so one of the first worldviews was I needed to be a healthy person, not just have a healthy area, mm-hmm. right? Second thing is, and, and I'll let you chime in on this, I needed to be more than just observational and life experience driven, right? That's when whatever I've seen and whatever I've lived is the habits that I can mm-hmm. perform. Mm-hmm. I needed to be more informational, mm-hmm. And applicationally driven, right? I needed to start gaining some new information. Like, what kind of books are you reading? Um, reading books has changed my life um, because now I don't just see things from my perspective. I'm able to see my, the perspective of experts, uh, people who've also journeyed and do that. So, so what I would say, those are the two things that have drastically impacted me in terms of worldview and habits. Yeah. So, for me, I, what I've learned is that people are terrible, and mm. I'm and I'm one of those people, right? And when left to my own devices, I will probably lead myself into a quagmire, a bog, a quicksand, right? And so it's like, yo, I'm the type of dude three months ago before the Lord let lightning strike my neighborhood and blew up my TV and my PS4. I'm a game from like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. F what I got to do in the morning. The kids are taken care of. The house is clean. Everybody's asleep. But I'm like, yo, I got to play this game because I want to play this game. Oh, you're going to be tired. You can only do that for so long. I did it for like five months straight, bro. I was, mm. I, I hadn't had a... Put the cup down. Bruh, bruh, I hadn't had a system for like, I don't know, 
a year, two years. And so I, I got one for Christmas. Somebody bought me a PS4 and I was going to catch up, bro. I was going to catch up. <laughs> like, I was going to catch up. That That's what was going to happen, bro. All my Mario levels. <laughs> right. Right. I'm unlocking everything, oh. right? But what I realized is like, yo, this is a terrible habit. Yeah. Right? And so I've been the type of dude, and I've known this since college, I have to have a routine. I have to have a list. I, not a to-do list, but like, hey, this is what you're doing today. I need to make sure that I'm a week out, two weeks out, three weeks out, a month out, have things planned so that I'll stay on task. Because when left to my own devices, oh, I'm a game for eight hours. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't have nothing to do. Oh, I don't, I don't have no books to read. Yeah. I got to worry about personal development. Oh, I'm about to game. Right? How much, how much do you gain from that? Not too much. You can say you pass a level, beat somebody, you're number one in the world, which is hard to do in whatever game you're trying to play, right? But the idea for me, my habit, is that I have to create a system for myself that every minute of the day, as much as I possibly can, I plan things out to keep me on task, to keep me moving in the direction I need to go in, right? Mm-hmm. And for worldview perspective from that, it's like, yo, because if I don't, I will be done. Yeah. I will lead myself and put myself in some stupid positions. And that's the old saying, to thine self be true. Like, you have to know yourself. You have to evaluate yourself and see your shortcomings. Ask people. If you don't know where you fall short, oh, trust me. Somebody knows. So, oh, so Ask your spouse. Right. Your spouse would be happy to tell you. My wife is happy to update yeah, me yeah. every chance she gets, whether every I time. ask her or not. You know, thank me too in the morning. <laughs> right, right. Hey, well, I'm falling short. By the way, let me give a notebook. <laughs> I've been waiting for you to ask that, right? But you got to ask people. You have to be accountable to somebody. Somebody has to know your ins and outs. They have to know what's going on. If you're not married, a good friend, a, 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 a elder, somebody in your community that can say, hey, oh, I've been watching this. I've been noticing that. Tighten up here. Yeah. Right? Because without that happening, I feel like people are like me. It may not be video games. It may not be, you know what I'm saying, strange women or drank, but something in your life will consume you if you're not moving in a direction you should be going. If you're stale and you're stagnant. Yeah. Right? And so my thing is like, hey, for and then everybody's different. Keep a ledger. Keep a schedule. Know what's going on. Busy yourself. Stay productive because you can put in those, read a book, exercise, eat right, do whatever you do, have that in your schedule to some extent, whether it's digital for you and whether it's paper for me, and then make sure that you're checking in with people and they can eva- help you reevaluate what you're doing, what you need to be doing, what direction you're going in. Because yeah, because without that, I mean, I think people are just in general, and it's not even on some spiritual stuff, it's just the real life, and it may be a spiritual cause, but I think the real life idea is that, hey, when we, what they say, I don't hands at the devil's workshop. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. I, I, I was just thinking this yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? They when, are. When you're not busy. I don't time. I don't time. It'll get the best of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm not saying you have to be, you know, a freak about every hour, every minute, every whatever, but just you can build fun in. You can build free time in. Yeah. But productive people ain't sitting around chilling, man. They always busy. They man. always busy, man. Zuckerberg probably don't, he don't, well, maybe now, but I'm sure there was a point in time when he was building Facebook, he wasn't like, I'm a game for 15 hours a day. He busy. He, he was making that app, man. He's busy. He's productively busy. Yeah. What can listeners expect? Um, I just got a few things that, that listeners can expect yeah. from this podcast. Yes, sir. One, I think it's important that we have honest dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like too often times we talk, but we don't share vulnerably mm-hmm. and honestly. Mm-hmm. So that's huge. Two, I'm so excited to invite guests, experts in the field mm-hmm. of personal development, whether it be business people, CEOs, analytics, or whatnot, to nutritionists, mm-hmm. to psychologists, to counselors, um, just the whole range, to so artists and entertainers. We want to be able to expose people to experts mm-hmm. in their field um, to help them become better us. And, and the last thing I, I was thinking, what can our listeners expect from us? It's just an online discussion. You know, we will make available here soon on a Build a Better Us Facebook page. 
where you can go on and you can ask questions and you can dialogue with our moderator and just to keep the conversation going. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think also you can expect some good psychology. It might be hood psychology. You hood know what psychology. I'm I, you know, I, Which is good psychology. You know what I'm saying? I dabbles in the ratchet, man. So I make sure that people <laughs> understand that, hey, sometimes the book's help and then sometimes life experience help and sometimes it's a combination of both and that's what I call hood psychology and the idea is like man we have a lot of life experiences and we also read books imagine that right so with with those powers combined you know what I'm saying we are Captain Build a Better Us and I think the idea is that hey you don't have to necessarily trust us Mm -hmm. or believe us but when you start living a life that are reaping the benefits and the rewards of what we're helping you to understand, right? Because I ain't your daddy. I ain't going to tell you nothing. Absolutely. I'm going to just give you suggestions and things that you might need to hear. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think you'll reap benefits. Yeah. I think your life will be changed. If Absolutely. You, if you do the stuff we're talking about today, relationship development, right? If you're working through emotional intelligence, if you're developing healthy, personal, holistic lifestyle things, mm-hmm. right? And changes where changes need to be made. If you're reading books, if you're knowing yourself, if you start doing those things, I guarantee you, you have results. Absolutely. The fruit will be there. Absolutely. Right? And and that's what we're talking about. This is what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm hoping that if you haven't taken notes, that you'll rewind this. And take notes. Again and take these notes. Always take notes. Um, and give us a feedback and, 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 and you know, let us know what's going on. Um, and, and, and like BJ said, if you have questions, if you have comments, concerns, we need that. We need the feedback. We're trying to build a tribe, you know, and we want people to understand and know that, hey, we're here for you. You're secure in this place. It's confidential. It's mm-hmm. private. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I put myself on blast. So you don't have to worry about that. I yeah. have no problems with that yeah. at all. With the, the tribe. Yeah. And we want y'all to know, hey, man, you can feel comfortable in hearing vulnerability from us. Yeah. And hopefully when we have people on the show, you hear vulnerability from the people you admire, people yeah. we admire. Yeah. And hopefully that will inspire you to be a better you. How can people find you online? Um, you can find me, man. I'm, I'm pretty consistent on my online profiles, on my internets, on my yeah. gamer tags. Yeah. C. John Roar, S-E-E-J-O-N-R-O-A-R. You can find that tag. You'll find me. Again, I'm locally here in Atlanta. If you need some life coaching, if you need some therapy, family stuff, individual stuff, I got you taken care of. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can follow me online at BJ116 or BJ Thompson. You can follow me there on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, and you can find us there. And also, I am a life coach along with an itinerant speaker mm-hmm. um, and counselor in some ways. Not, yeah. not licensed hey, counselor. Right? You're all right. You're all right with me. I appreciate it. I got, you got my endorsement. I appreciate all right. it. All right. I appreciate it. Yeah. And our role is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. I'll let y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.